Hey everybody, welcome to Dev Otaku. We are a group of developers, three developers um, from very different backgrounds, from very different locales, um, who have two things in common. Uh, one, we're all developers of some sort, and two, we all love anime. And I won't take up anybody else's time. I will actually pass it over to um, our first panelist, Jamie, to introduce himself and tell everybody why he loves anime so much and what he's up to. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, so this is Jamie. Uh, I guess I am Jamie. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I, I work as a .NET developer. Um, I do write a lot about .NET Core. I've done for about a year or so. I'm kind of crazy about that. Um, so you can, if you want to learn about .NET Core, you can go to the blog. I'm sure we'll have show notes and stuff. That's not a problem. I got into anime. Oh, my goodness. It had been the early 2000s when I was around 11 or 12 years old. A friend of mine showed me Akira and I was hooked. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's kind of fed a certain need of mine to learn all about Japanese culture and Japanese language ever since. Hi, everyone. I'm Kiera. Um, I'm a mobile developer. I'm also a graduate student. Um, so, you know, life's way different than these two guys. Um, I got into anime probably around middle school. Um, I was always watching Naruto, but it didn't really, like, you know, click on Cartoon Network. And then I saw Death Note. And, like, I don't know, ever since then, I've just been kind of into anime. And I've binge-watched a whole bunch of shows uh, just so I can catch up and have really cool conversations with other people. Cool, cool. And I am Jay Miller. I am a Python developer and e-commerce specialist. And I also run an online community where I have another podcast, Productivity in Tech. Uh, hopefully that will be the only time I ever mention that in this podcast. So um, I got into anime. I don't even remember when I got into anime. I think the first time was like when I started watching like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, like back in the day. And then and that was like on Cartoon Network. And then I joined the United States Marine Corps and I was stationed in Japan for three years. And while I was there, it was, it just like exploded because I was actually watching like anime, like naturally, like you would actually go into like restaurants and just see stuff on and you have no idea what's going on or what it is. And you get all the cool Japanese commercials and that just kind of like sealed the deal. Um, and then when I came back, I just continued and it was weird because I didn't watch any of the classics other than like Dragon Ball. I would always like watch these like weird like Elfin Light and and then like after I got back I went and watched the classics like Trigun and and Gundam and all these other ones and it it just solidified my love for anime even more. Uh, speaking of which, uh, before we talk about Cowboy Bebop, which is the first anime we'll be covering, I definitely want to ask all of the panelists what is your favorite anime and why. Yeah, I just have to say my favorite is Death Note um, on some twisted stuff, you know? Like, I thought it was really cool how he got this notebook randomly, and a death god appears, and then he was just, like, killing off people for a better world, which made him corrupted. I'm really into psychology, too, so I think that also plays a part in my love for it. It's just a really cool shift in mentality throughout the entire show. Have you uh, have you seen the, the live action? Uh, I think there's two or three movies. 
Why would you bring those up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I watched the one on Netflix. Um, I was very disappointed, but you know that's Netflix for you. Disappointment Central. Oh man, yeah, I was I was sitting there thinking like, if someone says Dragon Ball, I'm like, someone's, oh, did you watch the live action movie? Like, no, no, I didn't, not at all. Um, oh, you can't do that to yourself with Dragon Ball. Got to let the originals. I guess for, for me, mine is one that most I don't know if many people have heard of. It's called Code Geass. And it's super cool. It's it's a mecha. So, you know, you have a lot of, of mechs flying around, shooting stuff, and it's great. But there's this power that someone is given and basically allows them to tell someone what they want them to do and they will do it. And, of course, when you do that, there are some side effects and just some crazy star- stuff starts happening. But... This kid is like a chess master. He's so good at chess. And he treats this whole system like a chess game. And his desire is to eventually, you know, take over the world, be like a supreme ruler. And just the way that the system's built out. And he's actually part of royalty. So he kind of has all that already. But just to kind of make it even worse, he goes to this plan where there's betrayals. And it's like two seasons. And they were going to do a third. And it just kind of disappeared. And I'm really sad. But there were so many twists because, like, every time he would think something would happen, like, something else would happen. And I think that's what that's what really sealed it for me. Like, oh, man, I can't stop watching this because, like, every time I'm expecting something to happen, it's like, oh, plot twist. And then you're like, what? I don't know what's happening. And then you have to, like, watch the next episode and you just have to keep watching and watching and watching. For me, uh, I, I know it's one that a lot of people won't have heard of. Um, I, I don't want to sound like a hipster, but I guess it makes me sound like a hipster. You are um, a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but it's it's one called Martian Successor Nadesco. And um, it, at the time when I first saw it, I was like, this is really cool. This is amazing. It's like a giant mecha sort of um, anime uh, where there's some people attacking from Jupiter and they have to go protect Earth and there's this thing happened on Mars and nobody really knows what happened um, and it's got a really cool story arc. it's got some really stupid episodes where they do like um, idol competitions so they have all of the female there's one episode where they have like an idol competition where all the female members of the, the crew because it takes place on a spaceship have to enter a like a talent competition and they're all each one of them starts off really kind of simple they're all singing and then all of a sudden they'll get about a minute into their song and then it cuts to them in a bikini just to sort of, it's just really stupid, but it does it for the laughs. Um, and it wasn't until after I, uh, after I first saw the whole show all the way through that somebody pointed out to me that it's a parody of the giant mecha TV shows. Whereas I was sitting there going, this is really serious. This is, this is amazing. And it, it actually isn't. It's supposed to be a stupid parody of all of the tropes from shows like Gundam and things like that. So let's let's start talking about our first anime that we watched, which I will admit, like, if it weren't for Code Geass, Cowboy Bebop would definitely be, like, my favorite anime. I mean, Shinichiro Watanabe does such a great job with the mood, the environment. And then, of course, um, Yoko Kano, that soundtrack is, like, classic. Like, when people talk about, like, best anime soundtracks... It's funny that they're both Watanabe's work, but I would say like the Bebop soundtrack would definitely be number one. And then like Samurai Champloo would be like number two. 
but nothing puts you in the mood of like, okay, something's about to happen. You know, I'm, I'm really like immersed into the actual story and the music is driving it. Like I would say more than anything, like to me, Bebop is a, it's a, it's like an audio soundtrack with the, it's kind of like when a uh, Daft Punk did their whole like music video for that, for their entire album. Like that's what I feel like Bebop is to me is like, you have all this stuff going on, but it's really just to drive the soundtrack. Not really to like tell the story. I can definitely see that because um, I did pay attention to the music a lot. What's interesting is that um, I read an interview with uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, and he said that the first thing that was produced for the show was part of the soundtrack, and that he kept um, he kept getting all of these tapes from Kanayoko, and she, you know, he was saying, "Right, guys, we need to make a scene to have this music playing in the background." because we don't have a scene and this music is amazing. So they kept inventing parts of the show to put the music into. So yeah, you're right. It's kind of part of it was made like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And and we're not going to get too much into the actual plot line or the, the characters. We're going to be doing that over the next 26 episodes, our first season of Devotaku. Um, and we're, we'll get into the characters. We'll get into the music. We'll get into all of these things. But uh, before we do, I wanted to mention why we're doing Devotaku. All of us are developers. We all tend to lead busy lives. We're all doing things. And for me, like the idea of, hey, let's just get together, watch a bunch of anime and talk about it seemed like a lot of fun. It seemed like the first time in a while that I was going to be doing a lot of work that I didn't have to write code for, that I didn't have to like think about algorithms or productivity in my case. But just to sit down and watch anime, something that I haven't done in so long, and to be able to binge watch it for a purpose, um, it, it's really a good way. So I'll tell anybody, like, if you're ever trying to think of a reason to do something, just start a podcast on it, and that, that'll definitely get you going as long as you can keep recording episodes. But what about y'all? Like, what, what makes you most excited about going through Bebop and, and in the future other animes as well? Well, I would have to say... Um... Being a grad student, that's a whole job on top of, you know, being a freelancer and developing. So anime has kind of been how me and my friends kind of relax. We don't talk about work. And it's really helpful. Like, even when you're in school, you need to find a way to break up, like, school life and personal life. And, you know, you can't always play video games. Uh, your thumbs are hurt. Trust me, I've tried. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, sitting at the TV, um, even learning, like, Japanese with your friends or whatever, just so you can watch the show. It's, it's really relaxing. Where can people connect with us, the developers, uh, for this show before we kick off our first episode? So for me, my Instagram is Kiera the Dev. Uh, Kiera is spelled differently. K-E-H-E-I-R-A-T-H-E-D-E-V. I pretty much spend a lot of time on there now since I have a couple of apps coming out. Um, with with me, I think it's easier to head to uh, gaprogman.com. So that's G-A-P-R-O-G-M-A-N.com. I've got links to all of the stuff that I do, like the, the .NET Core stuff. The, uh, I've got a blog about old video games, and I have a, a run a podcast with my brother on there as well, too. So that's probably the best way to find out what I'm up to. All right. And of course, for Jay Miller, you can just hit me up on Twitter at KJAY Miller. You can also hit me up everywhere else in the world at that. So yeah, that's it for me. 
So looking forward to this first episode coming out. And uh, I guess we'll talk to y'all later. See you.